Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting iTunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Joining us in the studio this week is Rebecca Franks, our reviews editor, to talk about the June issues recording of the month. This time it's Piano Trios by Martinu, recorded by the Smetna Trio on the Superfond label. Uh, it's magical music, isn't it, Rebecca? It's, it's spicy, it's romantic, it's modernist, it's impressionist, it's all these things and more. Already this recording is one of my personal favourites from this year. I know we're quite early on, but... Um I think if there was ever an underrated genius, it was Martinu, really, especially his in his um, reputation during his lifetime and afterwards might have been that he was sort of one of the most well-respected, famous composers. But that's not really the case now, sadly. And I just... His language... I don't know, he has this addictive, immediately appealing quality to his music, I find. There's a giddy exuberance, this ecstatic lyricism, and a real warmth and ear for colour mm. the whole way through. And it, it seems intensely personal, but also very universal. And I think that's his genius. But I would, I would agree. And I, I'd like to hear that sort of giddy exuberance, actually, in the first extract, which is the final movement of the piano trio number three in C major, written in 1951. was the last movement of the uh, piano trio number three in C major by Martineau performed by the Smetna trio what a cracking trio they are too and, and whenever one sort of hears music that 
one is unfamiliar with, and I have to confess I was totally unfamiliar with these works, you sort of try and look for the influences, and, and there are just so many. I mean, one sort of Beethoven and Brahms on one side, and then there's Prokofiev, Stravinsky on the other, and Bartok and Vorjak, and you know, Martinu really has created his own language from a real melting pot that he seems to have picked up living in France, living in America, living in, obviously being, being brought up in Czechoslovakia. I know, he's intensely sort of Czechoslovakian and Czechian in a way, but at the same time, so wonderfully cosmopolitan. And actually, it's interesting because Martin, who studied in Paris with Roussel, and the father of the cellist on this disc, um, the cellist is Jan Palanicek, his father also studied with Roussel and knew Martinu and was a strong advocate for his work. So there's this connection, actually, um, right back to the composer himself, which you know, whether it gives you a, a, a sort of authenticity or just an innate understanding and appreciation of this music, it, it, it works, it's magic. Of course, the interesting thing about this piano tree number three is that it was written in America when he'd already lived in Paris and been brought up in Czechoslovakia and he'd been living in America, although I think he found America quite a strain because he had to go there fleeing from Paris when the Nazis found out he had links with the Czech resistance. But uh, still, you, you, you've got this real rooting in in something the French music I find in that in that particular movement and there's a real sort of poulank feel to it I feel it's interesting isn't it when artists are working in exile or working abroad maybe it somehow intensifies their sort of idea of home and strengthens their appreciation of, of the language that they're looking back to in a way yes, they, they don't know what they're giving up until they've given it up yeah and, and then you're looking sudden, for it they're in they're in America and feeling very alone because I think Martin knows it, English was very poor and I think he found it a real struggle um, he did find his feet but I think he must have found it tough mm-hmm. it's interesting actually because the second piano trio um, that we have here was um, actually commissioned by MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in America, which seems strange, doesn't it? It does seem very very strange, and you wouldn't find them doing that now, would you? Uh, but, but hats off to them, absolutely. Shall we hear the Andante, in fact, from the Panetria number two? That was a very beautiful um, Andante from Piano Trio Number no. 2. And actually, this music is much more lyrical and affectionate and human than I imagined that his writing would ever be. In fact, that's what I've written down here, very human writing with all its sort of little quirks and fallibilities and, uh, you know, almost sort of something, some sort of perfection is, is, is rising out of rough-hewn rock, like a Rodin sculpture, you know. I always get this sense it's very personal. I feel like you're really experiencing moods and emotions that, that he experienced, but he makes them universal, like, you know, all great artists do. Um, but I think it's a real knack, actually, that it, at the same time it feels very intimate. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I adore the, I mean, not all of them are actually called piano trios. And, um, in fact, they, they are piano trios, but there's this wonderful suite of five pieces called Bergerette, just sort of little sort of pastoral ditties, if you like. Um, and I love their sort of brevity and 
the universe that each of them encapsulates, and he manages to cram so much into such little space, I find. Yes, there's, a, there's sort of an innocence to them, isn't there? There's sort of these little songs inspired by pastoral French songs. But as you say, they're within those small worlds, he manages to pack a whole wealth of emotion and, and variety. Well, let's hear one of the Bergerettes, um, written in 1939, um, while I think he was living in Paris. Um, just before, actually, he fled. Uh, it's the moderato, the final movement. was the moderato final movement from um, Martin Bergerat performed by the Smetna Trio. I mean, wonderful players, aren't they? I mean, there's a real synthesis of their style, of their playing. I mean, these people have been playing together for years. I mean, they've won an awards, actually, at our, at our awards before. Um, I mean, this is, this is just cracking. And I think there, you just heard the real the rustic quality that they gave the music, but then we've already heard the kind of, they go to the introspective stuff, the lyrical stuff, the, the, the energy and exuberant music, they just, they find that balance, don't they? And they just, it's very instinctive. And beautifully recorded, very closely recorded, but, yeah. but, but because they're so virtuosic and because the playing is so sensitive, you know, getting every single detail just enhances the whole experience. And I think they utterly believe in this music as well and in, and in its importance and that we should put this up there with as part of the great chamber music repertoire. Um, and again, that I think comes through and it really actually that's part of the importance of this CD as well is that I think it will help to consolidate his reputation here. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is not second-rate music. This is music that is... This is not a second-rate composer. No, not at all. Uh, and I'm... I'm you know, Martineau is a, is a composer. I mean, we were just saying while the music was playing, you know, we must explore more Martineau. This is wonderful stuff. Yeah, I mean, there have been some other great recordings recently. I mean, if you, you want to go and find some more, um, Stephen Isselis recorded the cello sonata. Well, he's done them twice, actually, but he did them again last year. Um, and that's on Biss. And there's also the viola player, Maxim Reisenhoff, did a lovely disc on Biss of, of um, Martineau. And actually, a few years ago, the BBC... Symphony Orchestra did all Martineau's symphonies, so there are, there are these sets coming out now which really champion in his music. Which is fantastic. And um, uh, this is such a well-deserved recording of the month for the June issue. Um, and it's uh, the Complete Piano Trio is on Superphone performed by the Smetna Trio. So we'll play out this podcast with the final movement of the Piano Trio number one, the Allegro con Brio.
So that brings us to the end of our uh, podcast celebrating the June issues recording of the month. Join us next time. We'll be discussing the proms issue, our July issues recording of the month. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.